Keeper Chat. My name is Flora. And my name is Fauna. And we are a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about animals. We used to be zookeepers. Now we do other things. That's less interesting. <laughs> um, but we still retain some of the knowledge we had before when we were experts. Some of it. But we were never experts. No. <laughs> um, each week we pick an animal, discuss it, learn a little bit more about it, and teach you one or two facts to keep in your brain forever and to use it mm-hmm, trivia mm-hmm. and nothing we say reflects any past present or future organizations and all thoughts and opinions are our own right so with that we can go ahead and get grimy so fauna that's me how are you i'm doing well guess what i told you last time maybe either in my dreams or actually on this podcast that i'm working on growing a little garden it's my mm. first year growing a little garden and my corn has sprouted i've got Six little corn stalks. So watch out. I'm going to be making so much elote once my corn grows. I'm going to have 12 foot high corn stalks in my yard. See me coming from a mile away. You have an HOA on your ass. (laughs) I'm going to have to put camouflage in my corn. I don't know. I'm going to do something. Keep everyone from harvesting. So if anyone wants to come over and have a corn cookout, um, you know where to find me. Yeah. Do you have like I'll be the house with a bunch of corn? Wildlife that's gonna eat that? I am concerned. I have several rabbits and squirrels mm. that have decimated my neighbor's garden. And so I put up like wicked defenses on this one. Okay. I'm hoping that it works. I did chase a rabbit out of my yard this morning. And it was like, ah <laughs> and I was like, die, get out. Um, but luckily my corn is still safe. So we're just going to see how it goes. Yeah. And if I need to take more drastic action, it wouldn't be the first time I've killed a rabbit. Right. We certainly won't be the last. I know how to do it. <laughs> I know how to do it. I know what it's going to be like. Proven I know. Threat. I'm like, anticipating the scream. They should fear me. Um, apart from that, though, it's been blazing hot. My swamp ass is out of control. Damn. The, th- the thigh chafe, also out of control. Damn. But nothing hits like an icy, frosty margarita on a hot day, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of been the vibe around right. here. Um, and I'm also reading this book. If anyone out there is a fantasy reader and you've read the Poppy War trilogy, I'm in the second book. And if you've read it, you know that it's brutal as fuck. Mm. Um, let me just try to sum it up here really quickly. In the vibe, I'm going to say... Genocide with minimal regrets is the vibe. Cool. So Attack on Titan. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The plot of that. Same story, a different font. (laughs) So that's what I've been up to. You know, I'm covering all range of emotions and all ranges of being. How have you been, Flora? I've been good. I've been extremely busy um, at all times. Yeah. And doing a thousand things. Which are like... An art fair, a horror convention, the movies a hundred times, uh, a comedy show. Mm. Can't think of what else. There's probably some other things sprinkled in there. You've been <laughs> just bobbing like all around. Week. Yeah. Um, I have more things planned this week and this weekend. So, yeah, you do. I'm very busy, very, very busy. I've been playing Fortnite a lot, also. I think I. You're like. Go on. <laughs> what am I like? Don't tell. I was gonna say you're like a local legend now. Oh. People probably see you out and about, and they're like, "There she is." Yeah, in a bad way. Person probably. that does everything. Yeah. yeah. 
she looks like she could kill a rabbit. <laughs> I feel like I mentioned like dates last time. And we did on, like a ton of dates. One guy flossed at the dinner t- dinner table. And by dinner table, I don't mean he like got mm. up on it and did the ninja dance. The floss. Yeah. I mean that he was flossing his teeth while he was speaking to me at dinner. What? Um <laughs> sorry. Also, also, here's a crazy story where like in hindsight, I feel like I intimidated this person by the time I didn't realize. So I matched with the man and I had invited him to come to trivia, which is what I do. Mm-hmm. They either play trivia with me or play Fortnite. So he was coming to trivia and we had been talking and like I had seen his picture several times, right? Like every time you open the app, you're talking to someone, sure. your face is there. Right. So I go, oh, I went to another thing. I went to a music festival. So I went to this concert, <laughs> this music festival. And I look to my left and I swear to God that this is this man that I'm talking to. <gasps> and I hadn't messaged him back in several hours. So I was like, I'm going to okay. message this man and see if this man gets his phone oh. out. <gasps> checks his phone <laughs> so i get my phone out and i answer like whatever dumb stupid fucking question he'd ask mm-hmm. the moment i hit send i look up and the guy gets his fucking phone out ah! <laughs> confirmed so spot in the wild <laughs> i poke my friends and i'm like bruh is this not this man and they were like that is that man oh and so he starts typing on his phone puts his phone <laughs> in a pocket the moment he does, I get a message on Hinge. I was like, okay. <laughs> we confirmed. have confirmed that this is, like, that coincidence is crazy. Like, yes. there's no way this is not him. Right. Okay. But here's where there's, like, maybe a problem to some people. He was there with a woman. He was there oh. with a white woman and um, two white, like, older adults that looked just like her parents. And oh. one of them was in a cowboy hat. So it was like very large cowboy man and so now now we know this is the guy he does not know who we are yeah i guess i i don't know he wasn't looking around but anyway so i'm like i wanted to ask if it's him but like maybe that's kind of weird because he's obviously on a date with this woman's parents i don't know a um, date with the woman's parents specifically and every time (laughs) you know what music festivals it's so loud and you talk and you kind of like talk to one side of someone's head. Like, you almost talk directly yeah. into their ear. Yeah. They were doing that to talk, him and this woman. Because now we're staring at this person. Of course. <laughs> Watching them. Doing it to talk to this woman. But he was doing it directly into her mouth. And it was, like, really... And she was, like, oh. trying to get him to stop. Like, she would turn her head to the side, like, talk in my ear. And he was, like, talking to the front of her face. Ew. Um, oh, my God. And getting really close I to her face. such a reaction to that. Yeah. Ugh. So we got the ick, and we were just like, ew, it's him. And so... <laughs> And so then I'm like, well, I want to know if it's him. So I text him, like, hey, are you at such and such music festival? And then hit send. And he gets his fucking phone out and looks at the preview and puts it directly back into his pocket. Like, doesn't open his phone. And I have to imagine a chill ran through this man's spine. (laughs) A shudder. Because it totally was fucking him. And he was totally there with a woman who I would assume is actually his girlfriend because you don't just meet random people on Hinge's parents. Um, Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. And so then he's like, 
I'm st- I'm standing like maybe ten feet away from him. He easily could have seen me. And <laughs> the I look, lack of awareness. <laughs> I, yeah, I look the same as I do. I don't have, like edit my photos. I just have to think it's like a man in the fridge moment. Like he just could not perceive people around him because <laughs> they can't find anything ever. Correct. So he only looks at the preview, and we were like, "Well, fair enough." The message was very short. He could have read the entire message and got the sh- the fucking twinkling down his spine and was yes. like putting his spine back. So then. He, like, shifts to the side a couple times. He, like, looks around. And, of course, at this time, I'm like, ew, I can't look. Because if he does see me, like, I'm <laughs> screwed. Because now it's, like, weird. And then my friend keeps watching. He, the guy gets his phone out, turns, like, a like a whole 180. Oh. And starts taking pictures of the crowd. <laughs> and, like, pretending like he's, like, looking, like, he's taking pictures and looking around. Oh, my God. Seeing this man work through the paranoia and processing <laughs> of this moment is psychotic. Yeah, and so then he doesn't text me back, and so we, like, the concert we were listening to was over, so, like, let's leave. So we leave to go eat dinner, because we haven't eaten, and I was starving. So I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So we leave, and the guy messages me back, he's like, no, ha, 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 ha. I was like, yeah, no, it is you. I was like, you fucking thought, bro, you fucking thought you are so sly, like, you stupid idiot. Am I, what? (laughs) And my friends were like, uh, yeah, if you guys head transplanted onto a different body, like, there's no way that was fucking that guy. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, I just saw someone that looked exactly motherfucking like you. Um, Speaking then, into a woman's mouth with what seemed to be her parents. Yeah, and he was like, no, haha, take a pic, like, let me see him. But I know that that was that guy. I mean, we started doubting ourselves after the fact, but there's absolutely no fucking way. And I think that guy was just embarrassed because he was... Probably doing something wrong, I guess, because why else would it matter? Why like, would he lie? Yeah. Like, I guess why would he, lie? he would think, like, if he was out to people that he was, like, meeting people on Hinge, then obviously there's no obligation that he would, like, not be talking to other women or whatever. Right. And I would never approach him anyway and be like, hi, I met you on Hinge. I wasn't going to approach him at all. I was just going to be like, oh, yeah. well, I see you. <laughs> Which is right, what right, I was right. trying to do. Um, anyway. Busted, so buddy. Thing, so then he got busted. So then... Trivia rolls around. I'm like, hey, are you, like, still down to go to trivia? Because we kind of stopped talking to each other. Uh, He's like, yeah, I'll be there. And then he didn't show up. Like, five minutes before it started, he was like, oh, I'm still stuck at work. And I was like, fair enough. I don't really care. And then, like, an hour into trivia, he was, like, still with a customer. I don't give a fuck. So then I just (laughs) blocked him. Because I was like, well... (laughs) I only needed you for two things. So dramatic. One of which was trivia, and you're not showing up, so bye. I love that so much. He was totally lying. What a fucking totally bozo. Him. Like, I <laughs> I have no doubt. And that we caught him doing yes. something he wasn't supposed to do. And he freaked yes. out. Well, and I love his, like, <laughs> his, like, trying to save himself. He's like, oh, I'm just going to take a sneaky photo. Yeah. If I don't see her, then she wasn't here. No, yeah. you idiot. Are you joking? Like, he is assuming that you have... <laughs> You have the like terrible cognition of your surroundings, like he does. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like no, I recognize I, I'm looking at, at you. <laughs> like I see you. Oh my god. Oh, that's so. Because I didn't. I don't actually care that he was with another person. Like that doesn't matter no, at all. But it's his weird reaction. Yes. That I feel like I caught the what's the saying? Like the boy with his hand in the egg carton or some shit cookie jar. <laughs> Yeah, eggs. It's like snake the cookie jar. Caught the snake in the chicken barn. I don't even know. Something was going the fuck on. Someone's he, got their hands in some eggs. Either was having a threesome with an old cowboy couple and their daughter, or was dating <laughs> a 
woman and meeting her parents. That's it. It was probably much more sinister than we're even imagining. He was probably dating the parents. Oh, uh, so weird, but got a good laugh out of it. So wow, what a ding dong. I've been continuing my journey on <laughs> just like that. strange experiences. So I just that kind of shit happens to you though. You always like have the most bizarre encounters with people. <laughs> Like, in the wild, when they just, don't want to see you. <laughs> it's just so funny to me that that man is out having the time of his life, lying to someone about something, apparently. Yeah. And then bizarre. checks his phone and sees that, like, the jig is up. <laughs> I know. I just know, like, his timbers were shivered. Yeah. <laughs> like, he read that and just, like... <gasps> like, his <laughs> tummy started hurting. Like, yeah. he was stressed. Got the adrenaline surge. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> I think that's such a good, like, a good addition to your lore, though, that you just add this, like, you strike fear in the heart of, like, men nearby. Yeah, so so when you're like, I'm a legend, I know what you're up to. Something. (laughs) So we're talking about something about me. But yeah, it's been... So status quo for Flora, then. The same as usual. Yeah. Terrorizing men. We'll see how how things progress. I love that. Okay, so today we're going to talk about an animal, and again... Gosh, we've been getting a lot of emails lately and messages. People being like, "Do this animal, do this animal, do this animal. Give me five dollars. Give it has me never five dollars." The patrons are the ones that have unlocked the key to our hearts. The patrons have always picked the episode, haven't they? Always, they've always picked it. Ever since Patreon existed, they picked the episode. Yep, yep, um, yep. So Joe Schmo sending me an Instagram DM about the world's dumbest animal. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. You've got to go through Patreon. Right. So this comes from a Patreon um, member, Al. Thank you, Al. They actually Thanks, sent Al. me suggestions, like, or options, I should say, which I thought oh. was very considerate. Best patron. Yeah. Because not only <laughs> did they have a selection, but then they, they gave me a little leeway. I I really like that. I like that a lot. So, yeah. If because you wanna... then if Ding Dong Joe Schmo comes in and is like, talk about this dumb animal, and they pay me $5, then I have to. I will complain about it. Right. Legally obligated, I guess. Right. <laughs> So this time around, they gave me two options. I picked the one I think that they knew I was going to pick, which is oh. the louse. The louse? Talking about lice. Like, um, like rhymes with mouse? Like lice. Oh, like a bug. Like a bug. We're going to talk about lice. Oh, man. People gave us a lot of shit for the earwig episode. Didn't know this one was coming down the pipe, did you? Didn't see this coming. Yikes. So the plural of louse is lice. So actually one louse is just a louse. Oh, That's not how I use those words. Yeah, but I've already learned something. Now we have one more fact to go. (laughs) Everything else should be nonsense. Yeah. We could knock that out early. Yeah, get it done. So there's over 5,000 species of lice. Oh, okay. They're wingless parasitic insects in the clade. Mm, Like... Phythera, Phythoptera, I don't even know. It's a PH and then a TH immediately after. Like, who wrote words? Too um, much. I don't know what <laughs> sound that's supposed to be. <laughs> that's um, too much. And then Terra at the end for like the flying part, but like okay. they don't fly, so. And they don't have wings. Oh. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Right. Animal, uh, Animalia, the phylum is Arthropoda, of course, because they are still insects. Um, Classes Insecta. Um, and then I figured we would just talk about the lice that people care about. So head lice. Head lice, right. Because there's three That's species the of lice that yeah. parasitize and infest humans. Okay. Which are body lice, 
Oh, okay. Head lice. And then lice. pubic lice or crab lice. I was lice. gonna ask. I was gonna ask if pubic lice were different than head lice. They are. They are. But we're gonna talk um, about the head lice because I feel like that's a bigger issue. I don't know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That sounds good. So the, that family is Pediculidae. The genus is Pediculus, and the species is Humanus. So Pediculus Humanus. <laughs> Ridiculous. Lice on your head. Head lice. <laughs> head lice. And these Pediculus Humanus are the only, or only parasitize humans. So there's different species of lice on different things. So bonobos and chimps have one that's super similar, but it's not the same species. Oh, they're teaming with something else. Yeah. And then Interesting. other mammals have other things. Every fucking bird has like some kind of lice. But oh, okay. they're not Yikes. They're not our lice. <laughs> okay. They're all different lice. Got our it. Our bugs are special. That makes us special. I like that the lice are like, don't worry, we'll find a bug for you. Yeah, don't, like, don't worry, we'll make we got, sure to set aside one for you. <laughs> got all lovers of all types. Correct. But head lice are an obligate parasite, which means it cannot complete its life cycle without oh. fucking us up. So It has to. If you ha- don't have a host... You don't get laid, so there's no more life cycle. No lice life cycle. So they have to be on a human. You gotta do what you gotta do. So they spend their entire life on their host. Okay. They have really short, tiny, stumpy little legs. So they cannot jump at all. So they're not like Mm -hmm. hip-hopping from place to place. Mm, Uh, They can barely even walk around, actually. They can basically (laughs) hold on to hair, and that is basically it. They can barely even walk on a flat surface. It's... (laughs) pretty bad and then no wings i'm not going anywhere so my man's is not leaving yeah once he's there he's not going anywhere he's not going anywhere no nope. so just to nip it in the butt at the beginning body louse body lice yeah carry disease okay that can be transferable to humans okay head lice do not they don't okay head lice isn't gonna ones. give you any disease at all there's nothing that that's transferable through them okay um, what they do is just attach to you and our hair. So the one one thing, though, that's different about body lice is they also, um, even though that they're, like, hanging out on your body, they're actually only hanging out there to, like, eat. Then they go back to your clothes. So body lice are actually more pe- prevalent oh. on clothing than they are, okay. like, found, like, resting on your body. Which makes sense because there's, like, not a lot of hair to even, like, grasp. Sure. Um, well, speak for yourself, but right, most people. So, so morphologically, the body lice and the head lice mm-hmm. are very, very similar, mm-hmm. and they probably were the same species. They think even just thirty thousand years ago, but then oh. once we started wearing clothes, the clothes lice were like, "Well, I can just live in clothes." <laughs> so, <laughs> once we stopped being nude all the time, that's where the body they decided lice to wear clothes as well. Went. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But again, head lice, you're not going to get any disease from it. On a very rare occasion, you may get a, an infection from, like, scratching. So, so you just, like, went to town oh, on your scalp. yeah. That makes sense, though. It could result in something like that. Um, also, they think that getting head lice when you're young benefits you later. And that gives you a natural immune response to body lice. If you, I mean, I believe it, right? That's the, the same shit. Per, like, you eat dirt and you, I don't know fight off shit like i guess if you have a bug that lives on you and you defeat yeah. the bug then you're then probably gonna defeat it later you have the spells necessary <laughs> to you take have the defenses them on. <laughs> you have the fucking armor against bug 
Um, and then body lice. I'm not going to say body louse. That's just sounds stupid. So body lice. They the diseases they can transfer are trench fever, mm. relapsing fever, and epidemic typhus. I don't know what any three of those things do, but holy shit, do they sound bad. They sound wicked and wild, dude. God. Typhus? I feel like anything with typh- typhoid? Yeah. No. That's not great. What was trench foot? Trench, trench fever? What fever. That doesn't seem good. The fever of the trenches. I know. Oh, God. What was um, that second one? Relapsing fever. That doesn't seem good either. That's what I'm saying. So bad <laughs> oh, body no. lice are not great. But okay. keep in mind they're not they're not like super common, okay? They're gonna be common in places where there's poor body hygiene, crowded mm. living conditions, and lack of clean clothing. Because again, they are actually residing on the clothing. So places oh. where these are more common are places like prisons, homeless encampments. Okay. Um maybe if there's a natural disaster and then you have like shelter situations, and right. then when people are housing refugees of war and they're kind of like in low mm-hmm. quality housing and don't have like access to clean stuff. Those are going to mm-hmm. be the places where you're probably going to have like body lice epidemics. And that's when you're actually at risk of contracting a disease. Got it. If you're and also school, by choice at a frat house because they're disgusting. Probably also a frat house. Mm-hmm. But if you're just uh, attending elementary school and you get head lice, you're not going to get typhoid fever or whatever the fuck. Right. <laughs> so keep that in mind as we move forward. Okay. That it's... Maybe not even a big deal. Nothing matters. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So the Mark's size- safe from body lice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm going to just continue talking about head lice the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. So they're small. They're about 2.5 to 3 millimeters long. Little. Super small. And they're grayish white in color, but can appear reddish after they suck your blood. Okay. They have one pair of antenna, one pair of eyes, and an extremely highly adapted mouthpiece that- Makes sense because they drink blood. So they have, like, that straw thing that mm, blood-sucking sucker. bugs have. Right. And they can retract it into their head. So it's not like they always have, like, a tube syringe hung out of their face. <laughs> Just bump it into stuff. They can hide it. They do right. have six legs, and each of the legs ends in a single claw and what they call a thumb, which is, I wish they wouldn't, and right. those grass pair. So he's like a little sloth claw thing going on at the end. Oh, I don't like that. Perfectly adapted to hanging onto a strand of hair. Does it hang onto your hair or your scalp? Hangs onto your hair. Okay, so he's just like got the stripper pole. He can barely move on scalp. Yeah. Okay, got it. Males are slightly smaller, and usually the two front legs are larger in order to grasp females. And the males actually, I saw pictures. I'll picture on Wikipedia. The males like low ride, slide under her, as opposed like getting on top. So they're like flush oh. against her bottom it felt like a car mechanic position <laughs> just anyone tried the, right in here the car mechanic that's what it looked like interesting okay females are oviparous they are egg laying and they can lay three to four eggs a day which is Whoa. a lot and these are what's kind of called sort of sometimes nits but we'll we'll get back to that it's a very important word nits yeah, I was going to say, that was like floating around the back of my head from like elementary school days. I think I remember someone calling them that. Yes. Nits. We'll get back to that. Okay. And they attach the eggs near the base of the host, so near like the hair shaft itself. Mm. Okay. Um, it can be three to five millimeters off of the scalp surface, but again, that's still relatively close. But mm-hmm. if you are living in a tropical climate, it's very hot, 
They can be up to six inches, 15 centimeters down the hair shaft. I feel like that would Whoa. make them extremely visible six in that case. inches. Yeah. So, Holy smokes. That's crazy. So if you're in a tropical okay. climate, it might be easier to notice if you have lice or not. Yeah, to spot it. So to an, attach the egg, of course, she's attaching it, like I said, to the hair follicle. The female mm-hmm. secretes glue from her reproductive organ. Mm. The glue hardens into what they call the knit sheath. And that covers part of the hair shaft and part of the egg, but leaves like an operculum for the egg to breathe. Nitchy. So she just okay. creams out. I don't want to hear that. Gorilla glue pussy. Isn't that like what they call? <laughs> <laughs> gorilla, gri- uh, gorilla grip, I guess is what Gorilla it is. grip, right, She's right, got right. the gorilla glue pussy. I'm calling it gorilla the glue. Not Seeing the if they want to change their advertising verbiage. Yeah. The eggs are oval shaped. They're about 0.8 millimeters in length. They are bright, transparent to like a tan coffee color. And they do hatch six to nine days after the, they are laid. 69 days? Six to nine. Oh. They do, bad. when hatch, they do leave the egg behind on hair. So that is not getting detached. It's still glued with a gorilla glue pussy juice. <laughs> is right. keeping it there. Okay. And they can disintegrate, but naturally, if with no agitation, it would take up to six months for the eggs to kind of like what? fall out of your hair. <gasps> so unless they're like actually removed, um, you could still have like lice Just residue. Tons and tons of like these egg glue sacs. Yeah. So keep that in mind. You could have Ooh. you could have evidence of lice up to six months after you had ever had a a live lice in your head, right? Goodness. So, back to the word knit. Knit is kind of a complicated word that they used to kind of... (laughs) Yeah. To kind of um, encompass a lot of different things. It includes the viable egg. So, like a freshly baby, ready-to-patch egg. Remnants Mm. of an egg. So, Mm. no evidence of live lice. Or, like, a dead embryo, non-viable egg, which... Mm. I don't know how we would tell those apart. But All only variation one, of egg. one of those three things actually can infest another person with lice, right? So, But we're using knit for all of those. So oh, I see. Okay. There is um, a public health ordinance that's called the no knit policy, and we'll talk about that at the very end. It's supposed <laughs> to help pr- prevent the transmission of lice, but is extremely yeah. outdated and not helpful and stupid and doesn't make sense. So we'll talk about that later. <laughs> not all knits no knits <laughs> lice they go through the same like egg nymph adult life cycle yeah so they do have those three stages the nymph will molt three times before it's sexually mature but their mm-hmm. metamorphosis is really subtle they're kind of just lice licier and like license lice <laughs> yeah okay that's their pokemon <laughs> evolution sounds good outside of the host Lice cannot survive more than 24 hours. They've got to be on that hair shaft. So they've got to be sucking your blood, sitting on your scalp and your hair, or they're goners. Right. Let the countdown to death begin. So again, not leaving, not jumping, not flying, not skipping around, not Ubering. Just gripping. Gorilla He's, gripping. <laughs> he is gorilla gripping with his thumb, with his human <laughs> opposable thumb. Yikes. Um... Like I said, reproduction is it's sexually, repro- uh, they re- reproduce sexually is what I'm trying to say. With that 
strange technique. The car mechanic. They can pair up within the first 10 hours of their adult life. So once they turn to that adult phase, they immediately start. Jesus, the clock is ticking. Downloading the apps and <laughs> downloading Tinder. Good God. All right. So the distribution of lice, I think they're everywhere on the planet Earth. Like, Even Antarctica? While there are humans there? Yes. You got me there. So probably. <laughs> so six to 12 million people Ooh. are treated annually in just the United States. For head lice? Wow. Okay. In the United Pretty Kingdom, two-thirds of all children will experience at least <gasps> one case of what? head lice before leaving primary school. So, like, just... What is going on in the UK? Guaranteed lice. Oh, my... Two-thirds? Two-thirds. <gasps> That's a little intense. Someone from the UK, tell us if you had lice. This is for science. Yeah, if we know three of them, we'll get two guesses in one month. <laughs> I'm a side eye the other two. <laughs> so again, whenever we're talking about schools and children, elementary schools and all this crazy stuff, um, that's yeah. when it goes back to that no-knit policy, which is that public health ordinance thing um, mm -hmm. that schools typically abide by, which is when you send home um, a child who has knits in their hair from some controlled setting. So whether you're a school, a camp, or a daycare... Mm -hmm. If you're seeing nits, you're immediately sending the child home. The CDC, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the National Association of Nurses say that that doesn't make sense. And that should be completely discontinued because mm -hmm. even empty eggs, which again can be up to your, in your hair up to six months after you had an actual infestation, yeah. are not transferable. So that's not cause for any concern at all. And yeah. the unnecessary absenteeism in the students in uh the families and usually like a elementary school kid can't just like take the bus home in the middle of the right. day right like their parents have to leave work to come pick them up um all of that far outweighs the risks associated with head lice which we've discussed there's absolutely no disease risk at all it's just like having a bug in your hair for a while oh, it's a nuisance yeah yeah um there are like then of course counter arguments to that and that the only way to consistently be infestation-free is to be no-knit-free because then you're guaranteeing, even if you're ruining one kid's day and making them, um, like... You're making them miss fractions. An outcast <laughs> in their community because every child right. now knows they got sent home after life's day. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, is there's just, like, no right answer. So it's very complicated. Yeah. Hmm. Lice do just resemble dandruff. And yeah. are kind of, like, hard to identify and take a time to identify, which a lot of schools don't want to spend the time to do. Um, mm -hmm. And then that kind of, like, falls on the parents, which, like, maybe the parents should be parenting. I don't know. That's not um, addressed. There's a lot more nuance into the, the no, conversation, I think. The no policy. <laughs> but yeah, what does the no-knit policy say about this? But basically, one-third to one-quarter of children fall into knits with no lice category. So it okay. is, It is like, a lot of times that someone will see nits, send a kid home, kid doesn't actually have lice. Okay. So it's not like it's, you know, not happening. Sure. Um, but the whole thing is a fiasco. It seems like, it seems like there's so much misinformation and confusion and a bit of, like, public paranoia. Right. So schools, um, let me see, I think 21% or something. I can't remember where it's under my notes. But I 
Okay, in 1991, they did a study in America. So 27% of schools regularly inspected for lice. 85% just did it on an as-needed basis, which I guess would be like if they, if someone had already been discovered having lice. Um, The problem is that the tests are, like, super quick. The nurses don't want to do it. They're sending the kid home and, like, shaming them in front of all of their peers. And, like, I think it's like half the time... Actually, it's more than half the time. The nurses actually classify the infection wrong. So, oh. uh, in 1998, they did a study in Israel where they had people check heads for lice. 76% of live lice infections were missed during oh. the visual inspection, which is okay. what most schools do. It's like a quick visual yeah. inspection. Um, and then those were verified afterwards with, like, the combing method, which is where you, like, comb through someone's hair, like, completely. Right. With okay. a lice comb. Uh, the problem being that lice avoid light. They avoid heat. So if you have, like, a light, a flashlight, any kind of light source while you're inspecting, mm. they're going to crawl away from it, hide in the yeah. hair. And populations of lice can also be extremely sparse. Two-thirds of infestations are ten or fewer lice. So it doesn't mean you have a billion in your head. You can have, like, five well, it's going to be... It's going to be hard to find, like, those few also. If yeah. It's what's in your head. Like, damn. And, and, like, think about all the different hair types that people have. And some people have huge, thick hair. Some yeah. people have, like, extremely thin hair. But Yes. And then people have their hair up in different, like, hairstyles and they're going to school. And that's just yes, being, like, yes. fucked up by the <laughs> school nurse. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I, <laughs> I think there's, like, a lot of nuance to, like, the like intersectionality of the accessibility of it too like like you said there's so many different textures and people wear their hair in different styles and there's like different protective styles involved so like you can't always just as easily take a lice comb and just through someone's hair and be able to accurately see um and then nits only children are unlikely to be infected probably because they've already just recently had lice and like what are the chances Mm -hmm. they get it immediately after Mm -hmm. and so what schools want is like the nits removal to be enforced on the parents but then some parents don't just like actively knit comb their kids hair i guess i don't know it's just Mm. like an entire thing Mm -hmm. um so schools think it's like not cost effective um things like attendance rates are important to schools and then of course they're also sending children home when that happens so they want to avoid that some teacher or some principals were recommending just moving them all to Fridays because then if you had a child discovered with lice, they would have the weekend to take care of it and then they would come in on Monday like perfectly normal. So you could just send like a note home mm. with the parents instead. Mm-hmm. But basically all of the lice checks are just a false sense of security since they're not even reliable. Yeah. Um, well, damn. The send home policy immediately excludes children makes parents responsible to come during their work day. Um, mm-hmm. And alternatively, if you're finding lice, the infestation is probably large enough that it's actually been in the kid's head for a while. So what's one more day? And right. one more day might like is not even going to be likely to increase any transmission or anything like that. And most facilities, actually, if they do have regularly um, scheduled lice exams or whatever the fuck um they only do it once every three months so by like the third month rolling around you find lice that kid probably has had lice the entire three months 
Yeah. So if you send them home that one day, it reduces exposure by 1.6%. Right, because you can't, like, pinpoint it. Oh, God. So it's better just to, like, not have him rub his head on a kid for four more hours and then go home like normal. That's what I was going to ask. Is that, like, how it transmits so quickly in school settings? It's just kids rubbing their heads on each other? Well, let's – I'll talk about that. So – (laughs) Okay. Australia, actually, I think, like, their Department of Health basically says, like, don't send kids home. If you do find lice, just send, like, a note home with their parents. Uh, The California Department of Health says the same thing. Do not immediately exclude children. But it's just, like, a school-by-school, county-by-county basis, I think, of their lice policy. Um, One of the biggest problems, too, is that this is not a reportable disease. So there's no data for this. Like, they they don't carry diseases, so nobody's keeping track of it. Who cares? It's just, like, a, a bug. So we don't have any data on almost anything. And that includes school communicability. So is it actually more intense at school? Or do your classmates coincide with the same people you have sleepovers with? And so the classroom has it because you had a sleepover, not because right. you got it at school. Right. Okay, yeah, because we don't know anything. We don't have a lot of data. Uh, transmission-wise, again, they're, they don't have wings. They don't have powerful legs. So they're going to be infesting a new host using close contact between individuals. So that's usually when children are together in close quarters, when parents are interacting with children in close quarters. That's what is most likely routes of infestation, more so than like a shared comb or a hat or a pillowcase. Because remember, they die after 24 hours of not being on the host too. So it really is like rubbing your heads together or like laying on the same pillow right okay. after each other. Um, okay. So if you're standing in a room with someone with lice, you're not going to get lice unless you are touching your hair together. If you're <laughs> avatar entwining right. your ponytails. <laughs> I was just going to say braiding your hair together. Then you're probably going to get it. Um, okay. But it's not like they're going to jump off of someone's head into your hair. Which I think. They can't. They can't which I jump. Think I, which I think I thought. I think I thought that. I thought that too. I thought it was like they jumped. I don't know. They always like it made it seem fleas. like it was just this massive like paranoia thing. Like there's <laughs> yeah. It's like well, it's not actually the case. Head to head contact, most common. So keep your heads apart. To be fair though, kids are always bonking their heads together, so that makes sense, right? I feel like when they speak, they like put their heads together and like murmur into the dirt or whatever. Right. Murmur <laughs> into the dirt. So strange. An autobiography. <laughs> Murmur into the dirt. But if you do have lice, I think I was talking about reproduction, uh, they do copulate frequently. Their mm-hmm. copulation does take more than an hour, so they're fucking on your head for a very long time. Like God damn. Orgy, they don't live that long. Orgy a while. Hair. Yeah, they don't live that long. About a four-week lifespan. Four weeks and an hour is spent copulating. <laughs> frequently. Outrageous. Like <laughs> So in that lifespan, they can lay 50 Damn. to 150 eggs. Okay. Those eggs hatch in six to nine days. Then you're nymph stage, four to five days. Then you're an adult for three more weeks. So egg to adult, it's like 18 to 24 days. Yeah. So they're hatching. 24 days later, they're making more lice. Quick so turnaround. The, yeah, it's pretty quick. It's pretty quick. Um, obviously, I said that they don't transmit diseases, but they are feeding on your head. It's not a disease. It is a bummer. (laughs) It is uncomfortable to a lot of people. All stages, except for the egg, that is just an egg, are blood feeders. So they are parasitizing your head. Mm -hmm. Um, 
They bite the skin four to five days daily to feed. Mm. And they do inject a saliva, which contains an anticoagulant to help suck blood. I think, like, mosquitoes have the oh, same Oh, yeah. That's the shit. Bats so do it. I think you do get, shit. like, itchy, maybe. And mm. then they do excrete their poop, so your blood, which is called frass. Frass is just what the Whoa. term used to refer to frass. solid um, excretion of insects. I don't think we've mentioned that before. So it's not just, not just less, but insect shit is frass. It's a beautiful name. I think you asked if they were on your scalp. We talked about that earlier, but yeah, they might they might be on a portion of the scalp. Um, yeah, I guess just to feed, right? And then oh. they like scootle back up. Yes, exactly, just to feed, and then they they zoop back up. But and mm-hmm. then the, their favorite places on the head will be the nape of the neck and kind of right behind oh. the ears because usually um, they are expelled by light. So usually those are like the darker places, more towards the shallow yeah. shallows. shallows. and any dark colored objects in their vicinity got it okay um okay i just i would be curious i don't expect you to have the answer to this but i would be curious to know if like there's a difference between darker and lighter hair colors if like the melanin in them if the lice have a preference because of like how many shadows it creates in their environment yeah i think there was all those racist there's probably a bunch of racist stuff about that oh god that's what i meant (laughs) and then you know i think there was like the lizzie mcguire episode or whatever that cartoon was that with that orange-haired girl was it lizzie mcguire cartoon Uh, show no there a cartoon there's pepper ann i feel like she gets lice and then they're like oh your hair's so dirty but they were like oh my god lice like clean hair more than dirty hair oh well, yeah, that's a problem. I don't know what show that was on. But I don't think that's true. Nothing said anything about it caring. It's just right. it's just there for if the your blood. hair touches lice, lice get in your hair. <laughs> right. They're not I'm, they're an equal opportunity infection. Yeah, they're not like avoiding or like going I he doesn't have like a brain function to determine which one he prefers. <laughs> I don't think. He checks yes or no on hair yeah. and then attaches accordingly. Okay, so back to, like, no-knit. I just found that random page of notes I skipped. But let's go back to, like, the no-knit thing. Um, so let's say you get lice, you get sent home. It takes two to four days to remove shit mm-hmm. from your hair, all the knits and everything. There's topical medication. There's over-the-counter medication. There's prescription medication that you can take and that you can put in your hair. That's killing the lice. Right. Um, there's that little comb. Right. Yeah, and they usually come with a comb to help, like, get the knits out that are glued to your hair follicles mm-hmm. uh so six million children in the united states lose 12 to 24 million school days annually god because of the no knit policy Jesus. and again there's no data because there's no reporting because there's no diseases but i don't they don't think it significantly reduces head lice at all <laughs> because like you you already had it you've been having it you get home right. sit one day it doesn't really do anything nothing's fucking different yeah god it's Um, no wonder we're all so stupid yeah so i think there's a lot of misconceptions and really all in all it's not that big of a deal it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean you're dirty it's not like body lice where it's coming because like they're on like unwashed clothes like no it could be in a washed person's hair that's just it holds on to just came into contact with light yeah yeah it has nothing to do with like the 
anything like cleanliness that. or anything. Uh, so if you do discover that you have lice, again, you can get the prescription or over-counter medication. You can use the fine tooth knit comb to remove knits from your hair. And then you mm-hmm. can wash and dry just like anything that you came in contact with um, oh, over the okay. past yeah. basically like 24 hours, right? Because the lice mm-hmm. can only live 24 hours. So mm-hmm. um, if you just wash and dry it, the uh, temperatures exceeding like 53.5 degrees Celsius, which is 128 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you use like mm-hmm. heat dry on your clothes and pillowcases, that will kill all of the lice. Oh, okay. You dry clean stuff that's big or you can just seal it in a bag. Like, oh, leave it there for let it die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leave it there for two months. <laughs> I think they recommend, like, two weeks because even though the lice die after 24 hours, I think their eggs can be kind of, like, dormant for a little bit before they hatch. Yeah. So they recommend, like, two weeks in a bag. But if there's nothing there for them to feed on, they're not getting any blood, they will die. And they won't just get, like, resurrected when you put the shirt back on or whatever. Right. It's not like fleas or whatever where they get all bonkers for like a year they get crazy so that's kind of all i had about lice i don't know have you ever had lice i have not but i had a ton of classmates that went through treatments for it and there was like an outbreak every so often where they would be like oh this person had lice we're gonna do lice checks at school where they yeah. would just line us all up and look at our heads did they, t- did they tell you who had lice no oh, we never oh. found out but we knew we ended up knowing but oh, they never gotcha. told us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember lace checks, I guess, in elementary school. I never had it, but it, I was, of yeah. course, because I had child anxiety. I always thought, I'm going to get it in this line. And then when I get up oh, there, yeah. I'm going to have it all of a sudden, even though I'm pretty sure I don't have it. I think I'm Well, the adults it. were always so, like, weird and secretive about it, and it made it seem so much scarier than it was. Yeah. Because it'd yeah. be like, someone in your classroom has lice, and you're like, oh, my God, is this a big deal? And they're like, yes. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> just a child so you did any of your friends have it i honestly don't remember anyone having lice anywhere near me i don't remember it mm. at all i don't think it happened um Damn. as an adult i had to check i had a job where i ran the like ymca camp oh busing yeah system you had to like check kids <laughs> and so whenever i was bringing kids to camp i had to check their hair for lice Got and it. we were instructed to, like, we had a comb, and we would just part their hair in, like, several different places and check for lice. Mm-hmm. But I'm outside in a parking lot before they're getting on a bus to go to, like, three-month summer camp. Like, imagine <laughs> killing a child's dreams. Um, horrible. So, <laughs> oh God. Uh, we prayed every day that we never found lice, and we never yeah. did. But I also it did not check very hard because I did not want to <laughs> have to tell them that they couldn't go. And it looks like dandruff, and so imagine you're, like, looking at a kid's head, and you think you see lice, and it's actually dandruff, like, traumatized child. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and we were told as well that we had to take the girl's, like, hair out, and absolutely did not do that. Like, I'm not, because oh, their their yeah. hair's braided for camp. Like, they're right, about to yeah. not shower this entire right. time. Like, they're, right. they're, no. So, um, I never actually saw any, but again, yeah. I also didn't look very I wasn't um, looking <laughs> because I was super afraid, but I never got noticed that we had like an outbreak at any of the camps that I ran. Mm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> fingers crossed. Well, and it's like it, having lace obviously sucks, but as you outlined in this episode, it's not like you're getting a disease from it and it's not like a statement of cleanliness or anything. It just, it's like, it's what it is. No, you just you wash know? your hair with shampoo and then comb your hair. And then, yeah, you're good to go. And then you're like so. back at it again. Huh, wild. Yeah, they always made it seem really scary when we were kids, but I guess that's what you get with yeah. this education. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, of course, it makes sense that the schools are kind of, like, half-assing, like, this regulation process. It doesn't even make any fucking sense. Well, yeah, and, like, just running through checking kids' heads. Like, you're not even doing it to a degree where it's helpful at all. So, like, (laughs) what are we doing? Why are we doing this? But there is, like, contention between the school saying it's the adult, like, it's the parents' job to remove the nits. And, like, your kid can't come back until they're removed. Mm. And then parents being, like you should tell me when my kid has lice. Like, there's, like, this weird oh thing, because they were like, well, the if the parents are lies. constantly checking for lice, then no one's going to have lice at school, right? Because you would yeah. see it at home. Um, right. But it's not something that parents do. So then there's, like, the burden on the school. Does it mm-hmm. matter? But right. I do think probably having <laughs> your student body line up in line to check for lice and then, like, Barry, Kim, and Tina get sent home. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious those kids had fucking lice. <laughs> yeah, that like, sucks. I feel like that's extremely traumatic because it's absolutely it is. something out of like a child's control. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything about cleanliness or anything. And even no. if it did, that would be a reflection again on parents and not on children. Right. So what a horrific experience. So glad it never it, happened to me because that yes. would have changed the trajectory of my life. It just has such a like stigma around it. And that's got to be so scary and humiliating for a child that doesn't even fully understand well, and, like, to the extent that treating for lice isn't free, you have to buy the products to do it. So that right. is also an issue, right? Yeah. So, like, you can't just assume that parents can afford that. No. No. Yeah. A nightmare. It's absolutely out of, like, the child's control completely. Yeah. Yeah. I did follow for a while. I still do. I just don't see their videos. But I follow this woman on TikTok who removes lice, like, as a service. Oh. So she's a oh, hairstylist. Oh, I saw her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she tries to kind of like break the stigma of lice too, because she's just, she's not wearing a hairnet. She just has gloves on and she's just yeah. combing out lice and helping these That's people. That's awesome. That's um, so cool. And shows like the knit comb and it's just like so satisfyingly gross. <laughs> yes. So. I feel like that would be such a vibe. There's got to be a, so many people out there that would just love to do that literally like nitpicky work <laughs> and like yeah. pulling all those lice out. You could just hire those people. Like, like I'm not one a person in the school district. Person, <laughs> I'm definitely a lice removal person. Yeah, and then just be like, Satisfying. I'll take care of any any lice outbreaks. Send them my way. <laughs> Send me the licey children, please. Yeah, I'll the take care of it. Of and then we'll just handle it right now, and you don't have to worry about it. They can go back to class with their head with all these things in it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> really like cool. it literally doesn't fucking matter. That's, that's <laughs> no, crazy. yeah. That would help break the stigma. And then kids aren't missing out on, you know, important topics like how not to be a fucking loser in adult or life. Or like their three-month summer YMCA girl, all-girls camp that they've been like, yeah, saving up Yeah, that's like for formative. For... Jesus Christ. It's yes. a formative experience. Like, call their moms if they're... I'm like, the fuck? These girls are going. I don't care if they're I find have a, a bomb in her braids. She's getting on the fucking bus. They're going to have a lot worse than lice crawling around their head in a little bit. Like, good night. <laughs> They're going to share kumbayas and lice. I don't give a fuck. Get on the bus. This is a bonding experience. I also they literally had, this. like, a time. Like, the bus had to leave at a certain time. We all had to motherfucking be on it. So, like, <laughs> so I didn't have time oh to call God. your mom. You got Did dropped off. Found- you have a sleeping bag. <laughs> and you have. You have all your shit. Your mom already left. Yeah. Like, <laughs> could we have chosen a better time to do this? You have Jesus. snack money. You're on the bus. Mm-hmm. schools did the weirdest shit though when we were growing up trying to like check on people's bodies and it was always uncomffortable and strange like, like the scoliosis one 
I was just about to say the scoliosis one. I was so nervous for that. And for fucking what? I like, had they made scoliosis. it seem like They made it seem like it was the worst possible thing that could happen to you. It was and you were so like scary. a leper. Yeah. We had to go into the girls' locker room and take our shirts off. Yes. And then bend, bend over, over. And they yeah. would run their finger along your spine. And I have scoliosis. So then they pulled me on a line and they're like, go stand over there. And I had it's no so idea like, what was wrong with me. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Like I've been oh picked God. to go to the fucking blender. <laughs> blender. That's the well, worst. Well, because I remember they told us the day before, they're like, any girls that wear any sort of bra, you need to not wear a bra tomorrow because we're well, going to we, be checking oh. your spine. See, we were like, wear sports bras. My sports oh, bra. No, they told us specifically to not wear a bra. And all they said was, we're going to be checking your spine. And me as a child was like, what does that mean? What could that mean? Internally. And, and so, yeah, they, like, bent us over in the showers. We're, like, rubbing our spine. And I remember this one woman was like, I just don't know about yours. She called over two other nurses. And they were both just, like, deliberating about the my vertebrae. And yeah. I'm, like, having a panic attack. <gasps> Why did they do that? I don't know. And then I had to go to the doctor. And I can't remember the numbers anymore. But, like, let's say a 1% a one percent curve is significant and, like, is yeah. scoliosis. I had like a 0.85. And so I was like, how did that bitch even see that? <laughs> I was just going to say, holy shit, fucking eagle eye. She had a fucking ruler out on my fucking back. <laughs> lost. So I've never had to do anything for it, but I have <laughs> She's 99% like the, 1% the scoliosis. Number one, like, the number one scoliosis spotter in the nation <laughs> at your school. She does it competitively. I had the fucking worst ones because I had three come over and they still didn't know. <laughs> yeah, she should have invited mine over. She, she could have spotted me a mile away. Was. Yeah, she could have just <laughs> yeah. turned around. Multiple states away. She's like, boom. Done. That's outrageous. So anyway, so God. if you've ever had lice or if your kids have lice, if they get it at school or whatever, number one, tell them to it- stop touching other kids. They're getting way too close. <laughs> you should not have your head on another child. <laughs> you guys number doing? one. <laughs> but, uh, number two. Deal. Yeah. In no summation. We can take care of it and then you're good to go. Um, okay, so TLDL, we talked about louse, plural, lice. Louse. And this is a little parasitic insect that lives on human heads. So Pediculus humanus' only host is the human being. So they are in our head and scalp. They do parasitize our blood, but they're super small. I don't think you're, like, feeling bites actively. Like, people generally just don't even know they have lice, I think, for the most part. Um, so... It's well, not like it you're being attacked on your melon. Yeah, I was going to say it sucks because we technically have so many little, like, fucking critters crawling all over us all the time. But like, apparently because visible. lice you can see, people yeah. are like, ew! <laughs> right. Um, but they're not disease-carrying. They're kind of not a big deal. They Don't worry about it. lay eggs. They fuck. That's the biggest deal, I think. Is that you're being used as some kind of sex dungeon. Like your head. There's a sex thing going as on. Someone's and it sex goes room. on for a long time. An hour? Two, just picture two lice. Give me a break. Mechanic style fucking on your scalp for over an hour. That's like an entire episode of Game of Thrones. They're not watching. Oh my god. Keep that in mind. The no-knit policy, controversial school, human health ordinance, I don't know what to call it. 
Um, so I don't know. Go to your school's teacher parent conference and argue. Do a debate club about the no knit policy. Should it exist? Should it not exist? Should schools check? Should schools not check? Should the parents check? Does anyone mm-hmm. care? Should I don't. you keep your child out of school? Should you embarrass them publicly in front of all of their friends at school when you do find no. out? The answer is no on that one. What should you do? What's right? What's wrong? Should you text them and tell them that you see them at a music festival from behind? <laughs> should you spook them with a scoliosis diagnosis? <laughs> should have bent him over and checked his spine right then and there. <laughs> Correct that man in half. <laughs> you see you at this music festival and I'm not going to lie, you look crooked as fuck. I think you have scoliosis. Hey, are you at the music festival and also do you have scoliosis? He's going to say, uh, no. Yeah, right. Anyway, all right, that's our episode about the louse. Fantastic. Thanks for listening to our episode. If you want to follow us, we have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We have email, mm-hmm. keeperchat, gmail.com. If you want to send us any questions, comments, and concerns, don't send episode suggestions. I will delete your email. If you want to send us an episode, go, to Patreon. <laughs> yes. go to www.patreon.com slash keeperchat. We'll take you directly to our page. We have a couple of different tiers you can check out the description to see what they include. Some stuff are our monthly bonus episodes, access to the Discord, rights to pick the episode. Uh, I don't even know. So one of them is just like a tip jar. You're just giving us a tip. Um, all of that is on Patreon.com. And otherwise, we will see you in two weeks with another fact-filled episode. Question? <laughs> Question mark? Keeper chat. Bye. Smell you later.